Then we may as well roll back to the beginning because we're going to repeat that whole yes. story again. <laughs> Welcome to the 48th episode of the Overclub Podcast. That's O-V-R-C-L-K-D underscore Z-A on all your podcast catches. Um, I'm Lindsay Shooters and I'm joined as always by editor of Tech Magazine, Kevin Dudley. Hello, hello, the biggest tech magazine in the country. By a very long way, I have to remind you. Two things, Gavin. Yes. Firstly, yes. Apple Card. Ooh. This is my mandatory unsanctioned Apple announcement, <gasps> like right, right up off the yes, bat. Yes, yes, yes. So it's in the States, backed by Goldman Sachs. Very sexy, you okay. can upload, like, it's an actual credit card right. that is linked to your Apple account, mm-hmm. your Apple ID. Mm. So not coming to South Africa as yet. Mm. Um, Apple Pay hasn't even rolled out yet. Yep. But anyway, so I've only read one piece about it when it came out yesterday. And then I tossed it aside because it's not relevant to our market and I was busy with that stuff. Mm. Then last night I was sleeping. <laughs> and in my dream, I was on a laptop, so not even my this iPad. Tim <laughs> Cook has taken control of your subconscious. That's how much of the Kool-Aid you I was drank. accessing, yeah. I was buying stuff okay. on the Woolworths website. Uh-huh. Um, and in the dream, yeah. Photo okay. real <laughs> Woolworths website interactions on my laptop. Your privilege is <laughs> showing all over the place. Yeah, and okay. when I clicked checkout, it like brought up the splash screen about the Apple card and I got so excited excited that I could sign up for the Apple card and then I woke up and I was like I live in South Africa (laughs) (laughs) okay the the whole Apple card thing is completely ridiculous why because it's got nothing to do with credit cards at all it's just another bank account that's all it is is another bank account they've got this cool metallic looking card that they've used to market this bank account to you the benefits are actually quite minuscule couple of percent of Apple purchases how many Apple products are you buying a year well you can get 1% or 2% or 3% of that one product that you bought this year woohoo and now you have a whole new line of credit that you have to service sure some of it's at preferential rates but it's not really that spectacular even if we got it it's just another bank account except that it's Apple labeled oh yay anyway that's Okay, irrelevant. Fine. That was just that. a funny little opener. Um, other thing, I was on TV last week. It was right. great for LG, talking about the G8S ThinQ. Um, great device. It's my default device now. We're recording on this device right now. Whenever someone asks me about, like, should I get a new Android phone and what Android phone should I get, I'm like, LG G8S ThinQ. Which is now 13,000? Thir- 11,500 Rand. Okay, well, let's just call it 12. Okay, right, 12. 11,500 Rand. Fine, fine, fine. <laughs> 499 Okay, right. Again, we, I mean, we're, we're self confessed LG fanboys, and we're going to call that the best flagship phone you can get right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. done. Cool. Done. That was deal. Okay. TV was great. My YouTube count has gone up because LG's been sharing a lot of things. And things are things are looking good in that what, opinion. What does that mean? Your you, oh, YouTube account. Yes, I thought, I thought you meant your you count. Your you count YouTube. account has gone up, and I'm like, YouTube gosh, count. they're paying him in you count points. Views. <laughs> YouTube views. It's all about the views, Gavin. Good, good. No, it's about the views. That sure. opinion guy. Sure. Anyway. Okay. And your wife got a day to deal with Vodacom. Yes. Yeah. So they called up. Yeah, let's just start first segment. Boom. I've got a call from Vodacom, they're like, ma'am, we, we see you've been using a lot of data, you're converting all of your airtime because you use the YouTube's Flexi, um, which is the old top-up account, I mean, contracts. Mm. So they're like, cool, we have this deal for you, 20 gigabytes per month for 200 rand per month, 24 month contract. 
and immediately you're going, where's the catch? Where's yes, the catch? My where's the catch? Yeah. Is like, do not sign that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, this is this is a prank call. Yeah. And it does this is a scam. Fully yeah. legit. Jeez. And my thinking is, because Telcom is roaming on the Vodacom network now and they have access to Telcom's wonderful spectrum, their cost of data delivery has dropped. So now it puts them in a position where they can offer these limited time deals. So this is a precursor. This is the canary in okay, the coal no, no. mine. I, I don't want to sound cynical, but since when has Vodacom ever passed on any benefit to any consumer ever? <laughs> I don't want to sound too cynical, but I mean really. Yes. This is this is probably just a a sweetener or this is a, a lost leader to pull people into some other service that they can no, offload think, down the line. I, think this I mean this is, is outrageous. We're going to see when government releases that spectrum and when Wowan, okay, everything so, is about last week when that comes to fruition we're going to be seeing data at that level or if you listen to last week's episodes this is precisely what Lindsay claimed that i was skeptical about now it's all coming true just one week later or that's how he's spinning it however i'm just going to repeat those numbers for your benefit that's 20 gigabytes per month for 200 rand the only catch which is not really a catch it's actually more of a benefit than a catch yeah. is 24 month contract that means you're going to get those rates for at least 24 months yes. that's pretty good so 20 gigabytes for 200 rand but we can move on i think that yeah. pretty much covers it uh today obviously tonight uh, as you are listening to this at 10 p.m tonight the note 10 is launching to the world it's I mean, if you don't know about the phone yet it's samsung's newest flagship the one that comes with the s pen uh, uh, you are just having down. a yawn a good stretch been uh, so my uh, issue is firstly we're not at the launch yep yeah okay. <laughs> tumbleweed it's a long story at some point we'll speak about why we're not at the launch um okay. second thing is everything about this phone has been leaked already except like feature stuff gimmick stuff which is the stuff that they'll trumpet out at the marketing presentation yeah um it comes in two variants two I heard. variants it's a note two 10 sizes, and a note 10 plus yeah it's and like it's, it's gonna have all the bells and whistles oh, sorry yeah. 6.4 and 6.8 Eight. right yes. all the bells be... and whistles top spec everything it's what you'd expect yes but it doesn't have a headphone jack which is hilarious yeah because samsung has always been and the, you know the brand that says hey yes, look, we yes. still have a headphone jack also what bothers me about that is i always feel that the note because it was targeted at the business user was slightly more conservative in that sense and that the big pioneering moves would be done in the s series yes. so that does throw me a little bit i must say um uh, the weird thing about is that I'm, I would consider myself a Note user. Yes. I'm definitely much more of a business user than other, otherwise. I occasionally do use a stylus. I like a stylus. I like the business air that the Note has, the square cut corners and so on. So, you know, it's, it's, I'm not enthralled by what it offers at this point, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll we, see. we will see. I think, I think, I, I think it's, it's, I mean, it's an S10 with, yeah. a, with an S Pen. I think, <laughs> Jolly good. Um, I think also so much attention is focused on Samsung's Fold phone. That's the phone that folds out into yeah. a tablet. And I think Samsung has put so much of its R&D chops behind that and its marketing behind that and bringing that product to market and fixing it before it gets there and averting disasters and so on and bringing it to market that the Note, as important as it is, I think is still being crowded out and overshadowed by the launch of the Fold, which, which I think is imminent. Yeah, just one last thing on that. Um, yeah. They did 
can update the chipset from the Exynos 9820 to the 9825. Mm -hmm. So they brought it down to the 7 nanometer process now, which means it's going to be a lot more power efficient. They've shoved a bigger, badder GPU into it, so it will finally have complete parity with the Snapdragon versions that they get in the US. Mm. So the YouTubers will stop complaining. Because <laughs> mm. there was, uh, there was um, uh, for two, two, three generations now, the Exynos version and the Snapdragon version I mean, have been completely... But one just feels that people who care about that stuff must buy the S-series, surely. The, you know, the notes are business phone, no, damn it. But, but, but the, 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 the performance parity has mm. been okay. in favor of the, the Qualcomm chipsets I see. for three generations right, of okay. S and Note devices okay. now. And for Samsung to finally admit that and okay. to kind of rectify it. But how many consumers know or care? I don't know. Then again, when you're spending this kind of money for a phone, you, perhaps you, you should care. If you're selling a global device and you're saying that all these devices are, work, are working yeah. the same, then it has to Okay. It has to be that okay. way. What, what's bothering Lindsay is that there are variants of the phone between different countries and territories. Yeah. They put different chipsets in and some definitely perform better than yes. others. Uh, the US so have been getting the, the Give us the pricing there. Give us the pricing. Uh, pricing is not available. Not available yet. Okay. You're looking at 20 grand. 20 plus. Yeah. yeah. 20 grand plus. Okay. Good for you. Yeah, Samsung's also been on a roll with putting out stuff this week to clear air before the note alone. Uh, so okay. they put out the Galaxy Tab S6. Mm. Um, which is their premium tier. So they jumped from S4 to S6. Okay. The, the S5e was like a mid-range sort of thing. Right. Which is still, but the, the, for me, the problem is the pricing on these things. S5e, yeah. which is a mid-range Android tablet, which is not something that you want to be spending more than 6,000 rand right. on, is selling for 10,000 no, rand. No, that's so completely over the top. So now they're bringing in yeah. the S6, which is their premium tier. So it's like mm. knocking at least current chipsets and I stuff. I just wonder who they're targeting with this who isn't going to buy an iPad. I mean, who are they targeting yeah, with this? 16 and a half thousand rand no, man, price okay so so for those who don't get how the how the samsung tablet range works there's the a range which is very simplistic entry-level stuff the e range which is where most people end up shopping and then the s range which is the You've premium the wrong stuff. Way. so e is oh. the very entry-level oh i see sorry the sorry, a is what a is in the middle buy, yeah and then they've, they've now forked the s, the s okay to s5e uh. which is weird uh. <laughs> and now they've brought out the tab s6 which is like okay well i mean the only reason we're giving this any time at all is because over the last couple of weeks and months, yeah. um, we have both come to acknowledge, more particularly I have come to acknowledge, that tablets are making a sort of a comeback. Yes. We haven't fully gotten behind the reasons why tablets are making a comeback, and most people just thought, oh, this will just continue trickling along. But definitely there's a comeback in tablets. So that's why we're giving this a bit of airtime. But we can move on. Yeah, but Samsung will argue that it's that expensive because they box the S Pen in with the device. Oh, please. And then I'll oh, say, please. but for an iPad Pro entry-level, Plus, with a pen. With, with, with the Apple Pencil, mm. um, you stole 2,000 Rand cheaper. Yeah, I mean, that's outrageous. <laughs> for oh. a much mature, a more mature product. Yeah, 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 with, yeah, with bells and whistles, yeah, okay. Uh, yes, let's move on to proper news, Kevin. Um, oh, are we going to skip over all our product business? Yeah, just two minutes, go. Oh, um, okay, well, it's actually not news. This is more like a feeling in my water. I have a feeling, a feeling about the IT market. I have a feeling that the IT market is about to go through a little bit of tank. It's about to dip. And the reason I feel that is because a whole spate of financial results have come out over the last few weeks. And a lot of other companies have been announcing um, results on various things over the last few weeks. And without fail, every single noteworthy tech company is showing a downward trend. So 
Apple, Netflix, Amazon Web Services, a company like that should definitely not be dipping. Samsung, IBM, Huawei, Sony, LG, all these companies are all showing downward trends, some of them steeper than others. And they're all trying to pretend that they're making up for it in other parts of their business. But the fact is a lot of these companies' core business and core products are all on a downward trend. Um, one of the leading indicators is that smartphone sales are tanking for the, I think it's the second or third year in a row. They're down almost double digit percentages. So that means we're talking about market saturation of what has been the most successful tech product in recent days, the smartphone. Um, almost every market in the world is showing declines in smartphone sales. Um, and that's kind of a barometer for what's going on, I think, generally in the IT sector. It's almost like we've reached peak IT. Now, it's possible that artificial intelligence and other things will boost things along, but at the consumer level, at the moment, there's a kind of a hiatus. Netflix misses its targets. Apple sales are in decline. These are kind of the things that take the temperature of the whole tech sector, and everyone appears to be in decline. So, all I'm saying is, watch the space carefully if you're planning a career in IT, or if you're an investor, or if you're changing jobs, or anything like that. Be aware that the high-tech market is not quite as vibrant as it once was. It might still recover, but for the moment, my sense is things are a little depressed. So, Gavin, you are speaking out because all the earnings calls happened yes, last week yes, and the beginning yes. of this week. Um, Amazon, I'm just going to focus on them for a second. All right. You, mm -hmm. This extends to Netflix as well. Okay. So, when the Amazon earnings came to the Amazon top brass, mm. I'm pretty sure that Jeff Bezos was informed by mm. his advisors mm. and they were saying we are making so much profit this yeah, year yeah. and this is what we're going to go to the earnings call with and he was like someone's not doing their job properly mm -hmm. because our advantage is that we move on every market aggressively and if we are making profit that means we're not expanding into yes, any other yes, market exactly so right. we just turn the tap on exactly every right. capital expenditure exactly right. out there and exactly the amazon right. media group actually got a cash injection of like billions of mm -hmm. dollars so that they can just start making content and competing yes. with Netflix. And this is the same with Netflix, will still be a loss-making company, I predict, for the next two years because they're ramping up the content so rapidly. So once they control that entire subscriber market, which what? is all fine until yeah. Netflix has to deal with more competitors. <laughs> Disney just launched its yes. service yesterday. Now it's dealing with... Well, they on the earnings call, they spoke about pricing. So it's $13.99. Yeah. And that's for the Disney Plus, ESPN yep. Plus, which I'm and very another excited thing. for. Yeah. And Hulu. Yes. So what I'm saying is, I don't think Netflix has got two years to turn a profit. They're going to be dealing with Disney, incredibly deep pockets. Yeah. They're going to be with Apple, incredibly deep products. Yeah. Pockets, Amazon, incredibly deep pockets. They are a pure play video service that's at the moment. The to, others have all got diversified that's why they stuff. They need to run as fast as they can right now. And yeah, that is just going I don't, to burn I don't money. know about that, man. I think it's way <laughs> too easy to. Well, like, I mean, their subscribers have already turned down. That's the yeah. point. The subscriber numbers have dropped. That's just insane. Anyway, so I mean, this is just a broad the view. But Apple as well, um, wearables, which includes the Apple Watch and the AirPods yes, is rocketing upwards. gone up from 7% yep. to 10% of yes, the business. Yes, yes, yes. That's headphones, guys. I mean, the headphones and watches. Can you believe it? And you know, the size, the, the the revenue pulled in by the headphones and watches is like the GDP of a small country. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway, that, that's good things for to come. Okay, cool. I, I don't know what this means to you, but just take a view of the market and realize things are not as hunky dory as they once were. Um, I want to talk about my TV very quickly, briefly, right? Quickly. Very briefly. So, Skyworth is a new TV brand in South Africa. We've needed a new TV brand in South Africa, especially at the budget end of the market. Skyworth beautifully fills that gap. And 
and this is the first exposure I've had, a close exposure I've had to their products. I've, you know, I've been to launches, that kind of thing. But I've got one at home right now and I'm putting it through its paces. What's important is that it's the first TV set in South Africa to run the Android TV operating system, which is quite widely in use elsewhere, but it's the first in South Africa. And um, the biggest advantage of that I've discovered so far is that it sets up really easily, especially once you give it your Gmail account. Um, sets up really easy. It doesn't have the granular control over the TV function that I'm used to, you know, if you get a Hisense TV, it has its own controls built in. Um, here you have to control the TV entirely through Android, so you don't have the granular control of picture and tone and these kind of things that you're looking for. Um, it's set up really easily, immediately pulled in all my feeds, my uh, YouTube channels, my Netflix, I ripped up some apps there, all my favorite video watching apps, everything installed seamlessly. It's not the prettiest interface, but everything worked extremely well. The single uh, two of uh, the picture picture quality is exceptional to 4k TV. It's called the Q3C It's a 55 inch that I'm using and it's for 9,000 Rand. So this is a 55 inch 4k TV the Skyworth Q3C and the most fun feature I've used so far is the Bluetooth which allows me to hook up my headphones and my keyboard and my mouse and all these things and I can binge watch at night without upsetting the family through my oh, headphones. Using I'm, using a keyboard with a smart TV is a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you're searching, you're searching your YouTube and so on. <laughs> and I don't understand why more TVs have not made it easy to hook up Bluetooth headphones. It's the simplest bloody thing in the world. This one does that so I can binge watch at night without upsetting the family. So I'm loving my Skyworth 55-inch Q3C TV for 9,000 Rand. Awesome. Gavin. Emails. You mm. and emails, man. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guess guess how many unread mails I have right now. I, I unread. probably have a, a okay. similar number. Assuming that I read at least a third or half of my emails, I have 62,000 okay. unread I'm, emails. I'm still a baby. I'm still a baby. I'm down to like 5,000. <laughs> oh my goodness. 60,000 unread emails. Man. I mean, it gets to a place, <clears throat> a tipping point where you can't actually delete them fast enough. They're arriving too quickly. My wife was actually on radio talking about how email bankrupt I am. <laughs> email bankruptcy is actually a term when you basically give up. You give up and you can't you can't manage your email anymore. So I just increase my storage all the time and I don't bother to delete anything. It just sits there. Yes. It's, it's not great, but, but there it is. Gavin, there used to be this amazing product called Unroll Me mm. or Unroll.me. Like back in the day, everyone signed up to it and uh -huh. it used to like it scans your inbox and then it just checks all the there's like a tick list mm -hmm. where you can just check the boxes of the things that you don't want to be subscribed to anymore okay and it will automatically do all that stuff for so you. it detects which are regular spammy newsletters yes. lists them for you there was a crazy privacy tool <coughs> uh -huh. that they were actually like harvesting data oh. because there was like another company that bought that company and then like unroll me just stopped working uh, okay. i got an email right. okay. from them saying like something and it just hasn't worked and now i've just been attacked by spam okay you want, you have a, another another service of decluttering yes. your spam. So, so in, in our current issue of Tech Magazine, we have a story written by Meg Ellis, and she's used the service called Deceit Me, which works exactly the same way. You you give it your login to your email account, it goes through all your email and figures out which of these are spammy looking newsletters and then gives you the opportunity to uns unsubscribe from all of them. But for the rest of us, if your problems are completely wildly out of control, here's a really simple, easy way to get off mailing lists. You search your email for the word unsubscribe. Mm. And by searching for the word unsubscribe, you'll come up with all the um, 
uh, spammy mails you're receiving because they all have an unsubscribe option at the bottom. And this will at least list all your spammy emails and lift it out of the morass of your real mails. And in that way, you can then sort them by sender mm. and unsubscribe from the individual services. So search your mail for the word unsubscribe and that will pull up all your regular spammers. That's an awesome little tip right there. And the best tip that I can do is stop signing up for free Wi-Fi with your actual <laughs> email address. And for that matter, every time you go through a boom to someone's office, stop giving them your email address or your mobile phone number. They don't need it. What do they need it for? Yes, just get a burner address that you can yeah. use for all of these things and just let that thing be attacked by all the spam in the world. So now, whenever I go through a boom that requires you to fill in your name and registration number and so on, I always look through the list to see who's filled in M Mouse and D Duck <laughs> as their name. <laughs> Um, cool. All right. Take a lot, take treasure for this week is smartwatches, Gavin. Gavin, we spoke about activity bands last week. We What's did. the difference between a smartwatch and an activity band? I have my own philosophy about mm. it. What is yours? Well, I think the smartwatch really becomes a phone light service, or it should be a phone light service. Indeed, some smartwatches have their own unique apps, but mostly they run stripped down versions of apps and services you're already familiar with on your phone. One of its primary reasons for existence would be to have access to rudimentary phone functions in a much more portable format so you don't have to constantly be referencing your phone. So this is one of its functions. A lot of people also use their smartwatch as their fitness band or as their, 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 yeah. their health tracker. Um, and obviously it's got to do that in spades as well. Um, one of my favorite features, oh and this sounds so cheesy man but I'm so into it is changing the watch faces. Oh I love goodness. changing I the watch faces, man. Right every, every other day I find a more cooler, more sci-fi face than the one I've had. I know this is ridiculous. <laughs> gushing. No. You should see his eyes. Like, <laughs> you can see the sparkle. I've got, this, <laughs> I've got this one. It's like luminous green at the moment. It's so cool. And it shows me the step counts and everything. So, Gavin, mm, yeah. uh, Samsung also in their slew of things that they put out this week. Yeah. Uh, the Galaxy Watch Active 2. Mm. The Galaxy Watch Active was the described specifically as weighing the same weight as two straw bins. Okay. Which is pretty like, like in their marketing presentation. Do they mean the genetically enhanced strawberries? No, just or? like two strawberries. <laughs> That's how heavy this thing is. Or as light the thing. I mean, it's light. It's okay, sure, so sure. Samsung watches used to have like the little rotating bezel, bezel around the outside, you, yeah. And then they took that away. Uh -huh. the watch I quite like that, actually. Now they brought like a touch-sensitive bezel. Right, so you run your finger around the rim of the watch yeah. and that then changes the functions. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, Pulls up but, menus and things. specifically, through the Galaxy Wear app on mm. your phone. That's mm. the only problem I have with Samsung uh -huh. devices. It needs a separate app to run properly. Okay. Um, that one, you can take a picture of like your outfit or your car <laughs> or something styled in like a color palette and it will dish up a customized, face. completely unique watch face oh. to match your outfit. <laughs> so there you go, Gavin. That device is coming in September. It's GQ readers. <laughs> GQ readers are probably like, it's really right can't wait like for that function. Whatever. So my personal philosophy about smartwatches is I look at my wife. My wife has picked up this dirty habit. Like she loved Instagram and it's her little escape from everything but when we like driving somewhere and we're talking about something and you know when you're interfacing with like another couple or maybe mm -hmm. you have plans and you're just whatsapping like what time you're gonna yeah, get there yeah. or whatever and then she'll read the whatsapp message and immediately jump into instagram ah. and like be there for like 10 minutes the rest oh, of the trip you feel quiet. slighted Lindsay yeah. you feel slighted all so my next gadget that I'll buy after I upgrade her phone is an Apple Watch so that mm. she can just triage the messages on her wrist and okay. not have to pick up the phone and then not fall into that Instagram trap. Mm. So when you when you have that sort of, in, it works well for me. So I wear mainly fitness 
driven smart watches wearables yeah wearables mm -hmm. so i have a i have a fitbit ionic mm, which is the top of the range yeah that yeah. gives me all my messages i can triage through whatsapp and it's technically an actual smart watch that also does great fitness yeah, yeah okay. and then it nets me my discovery points for right just right. Being, being me yeah <laughs> <laughs> and that okay. that's the problem like at the moment there are only three wearable manufacturers four if you can't polar but the polo m600 doesn't seem to be available that freely uh, who cares about them anyway Go, keep going um the that's four. huawei samsung and apple that you can connect to the discovery vitality i know i talk about and garmin that. yeah and, and then Gar but garmin i don't really see as a smart no no i'm definitely calling garmin a smartwatch these days i i it's the same category i put it as as, as the fitbit stuff where you can't make or receive phone calls and is watch. that your defining feature? Yes. How, how many would, people do you think talk to their watch, the, Lindsay? But that, that Have you me, ever talked to your watch? Yes. Probably once when you were testing the when product. When I'm testing a watch, it has it. Oh, I, please. I, oh, please. I mean, what a dog you walk around talk to your wrist like Dick Tracy. No one does that for real. Don't, don't, don't bash my childhood I mean, dreams. <laughs> once when I was surfing out at the back breakers in Nurtok, a call came in. You know, look, oh, come on. Uh, so I don't, I don't get, I don't get okay so you say that so a lot of these smartwatches are moving towards lte connectivity and right. the huawei watch 2 you could actually put a sim card inside of it yes so then yes. then i can see like me going on a run or being in the gym still having that call connectivity right. to wherever and then i consider putting music on my watch to listen to on my bluetooth right earphones. i don't understand why you would have a non-lte watch that you could store music on <laughs> why could you not I, run with I, the music I, on I your wrist i don't understand because i then my watch would be with, my phone would be with me anyway so no, but no, no, but no 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 people don't run well people shouldn't run with their phones in my opinion that's just weird but i do not I like understand why you run with your light phone. sure 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 okay but now back to the watches yes. okay so, so what have you found the only reason i'm bringing up smartwatches as a topic at all it's a category that has kind of been dormant and it's just under delivered spectacularly year on year um the only reason I'm bringing it up again is because I've been testing the Huawei Watch GT and to be honest it's quite quite stimulated my interest in smartwatches again it's very health oriented and it really wants to hook up to the Huawei uh, health app which by the way has been vastly improved and offers you great metrics now much better than it ever did before um, so it's very health oriented but there is a classic model as well which I guess has most of the health features but not quite as robust um, this uh, watch has got some of the best workout stuff I've ever seen above all it's really good at tracking mountain walks which is what I like to do on the weekends so it's very good it actually has a mountain walking setting which is what kind of thing that matters to me you know I'm not playing basketball and I'm not going snowboarding you know what matters to me is mountain walking it's got that it's got great treadmill stuff it's got gym stuff it's got regular uh, trail running and that kind of thing as well so that really works for me the faces are really cool and by far the most interesting thing has been the battery life which has been well over a week and going and in that week I've done some mountain walks where I've got the GPS turned on which really normally sucks down your battery life and it's made almost no impact at all I'm absolutely fascinated by how bright and clear the display is and how little impact the overall function of the watch is having on the battery so this is what's uh, reignited my interest in smartwatches if all smartwatches could have week-long battery that's really the way to go yeah so um, so the Huawei watch GT 
which I believe is... Uh, 3,289 Rand okay, right now. Okay, I was, I was pricing it a couple of places and I saw it for 4,000 Rand as well. I think 4,000 Rand might be closer to the mark of what you're going to pay. So that's a Huawei Watch GT. I think around 4,000 Rand is probably a more realistic price. I'm, I'm loving this one and it's reignited my interest in smartwatches. So the Android Wear watch that they used to put out was the Huawei watch. Yeah. So I like the Huawei watch 2 which is the little one that you could stick your SIM card into mm -hmm. um, that runs on Android Wear. So the problem is with the Watch GT, they had to move away from Android Wear because they did some customizing things so on the process the and, sort of thing, and yeah. wasn't compatible with Wear OS. Um, so for me, the best Wear OS could get you like a day and a half, two days maybe battery okay, life. Okay, which is more typical for a smartwatch. Yeah, more typical um, for a smartwatch. The smart Huawei Watch 2 smartwatch is now 4,000 Rand on take a lot down from 7,000 Rand that it launched in. Mm. However, I will bring in the Garmin Vivo Active 3 music. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, Garmin has basically been moving its way upwards from trackers into the smartwatch yeah. scenario, but I think the, the Vivo Active 3 has been the first watch that actually came across to me as a smartwatch. Again, excellent, excellent battery life. In part, it achieves that by keeping its display a little bit dimmer, it's less razzle-dazzle, but the trade-off is excellent battery life there as well. And again, you can now load music onto this phone, so if you're doing workouts, it actually plays from the phone directly into your headphones. Again, it's got a couple of interesting faces, but because the face is not as illuminated as the Huawei that I'm using mm. right now, it's not nearly as pretty, but it gets the job done. Excellent metrics, excellent tracking, and it, it's great for someone who's quite serious about their sports. And the Garmin Viva Active 3 Music, that's the one you can load music onto, is about 4,900 Rand. So Samsung's a really interesting topic. Yeah, like I said earlier, you need to use a separate app to unlock all of the functionality of the, mm. of the smartwatch. Um, if you like big, chunky, giant watches that get you about three days of battery life, <laughs> the Samsung Gear S3, Galaxy Gear S3 Frontier, Oh yes, gigabytes yes. Of it's storage. a good-looking watch. It's got a nice manly bezel. It's going right now for 5,000 Rand on take a lot. Yeah, that thing is huge. Yes, it's huge, very chunky. It has really good GPS. And again, it's... maybe you can set any face you like. So today you can be a GI, and yeah. tomorrow you can be a trained oid. And you know, and it's, it's mm. quite, it's quite tough as well. It's got that yeah. chunky raised bezel. Yes, yes, yes. Physical, like, it looks like something you'd carry into into a, a Navy SEAL situation. So then, obviously, <laughs> for our, our three Apple users, <laughs> our listeners. Um, the Apple Watch is the best deal that you're going to get there. It does everything. It's the only one that will unlock iMessage and calling on the Apple Watch. Yeah, mm. so on the on the watch as yeah. well. Um, now look, fully waterproof. Yeah, we're in Series Four now. I think mm -hmm. it brings in like the EK, the ECG. Right, again a function that hasn't really been unlocked so here Apple, Apple or in watch, many markets. Yeah, when it launched I wasn't too keen on it because I don't like the design that much. But then as you start using it, the device and how well it just works with the ecosystem, it is really like a second screen for your phone. Mm. And now it's even developed a lot of features that is unique to it. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's the best you're going to do on your, Apple. And your, your, your entry-level price is about six now? Uh, six and a half thousand. Six and a half. Yeah. Of course, if you belong to a reputable medical aid, you might be able to get a deal on those like yes. you do with Discovery. They more or less give you the watch for free, but you have to meet a couple of yes. metric goals yes. and so on. I'm not sure if anyone besides Discovery is offering that, but I know a lot of people who got their phone that way. Who the hell else got six and a half thousand Rand to spend on a phone, yeah, on, a, on a watch? That was actually, it accounted for something silly like 85% or 95% of all Apple Watches sold in South Africa. Yeah, I mean, that's indicative of who can and who can't <laughs> afford these things, you know. 
Um, anyway, it's interesting that Apple's wearables section, that's headphones and watches, has done so particularly well in recent days. Yes, we've okay. gone way over, Right, Devin. but we're done. Yes, we are done. I'm Lindsay Shooters, Sharpshooters across social media. S-H-A-R-P-S-C-H-U-T-T-E-R-S. Um, I am that opinion guy on the internet. Thatopiniongui.co.za is my website. Um, and yeah, cool. I'll have Note 10 coverage because I'm hooking up with another creator who actually went to the launch. So he'll be bringing back one and make some interesting content on that. There'll be further content on the Sony A6400 um, mm -hmm. camera, which I'm currently testing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's me. Um, in the upcoming issue of Tech Magazine, uh, it's our specialized gaming editions where we've rounded up all the best gaming gear we could find in the country. Do meet us at the Rage Gaming Expo or at the Comic Con Expo, both happening at the end of September. And I'll be happy to give you a little bit of uh, merch from Tech Magazine and stick on you all our great stickers that we're having designed and discuss any aspects of the magazine you want to talk about. And then we have coming up in October our review of the Skyworth TV. That should be really interesting too. So, uh, look out for recent issues of Tech Magazine and visit our Facebook page, Tech Magazine Zar. Cool. Cheers. Bye.